Hey y'all, what's up? This is Matt, the host of the Honest Human Resources Podcast, aka me, and I have a very, very special announcement for y'all. This month is Mental Health Awareness Month, y'all. We have to do everything that we can do to keep, get, and stay into our best tip-top mental shape, y'all. It's so stressful nowadays just going through these not only Rona times, but things in life in general. So we got to do this together, together, not just me or you, but we have to break the stigma together all month long. We are dedicating every episode this month. And for those of y'all that can't count, that's four episodes, one less than five, one more than three. And we're dedicating those episodes to a different topic within the mental health space. So tune in. Thank you all for listening. And let's get back to the show. Hey, everybody. and Welcome to another episode of the Honest Human Resources Podcast with your folks, yours truly, me, Matthew Kirby. And today, this month of May, you know, I wanted to do a mini series that really captured something that not only matters to me, but also something that really affects us as a whole, you know, not just black people, but just people in general. So as you all may or may not know, this month in May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And this is something that's extremely important because, you know, we want to be, we want to be healthy in all aspects, not just physically, financially, but also mentally as well. And over these next few weeks, we're going to be doing all of our episodes actually dedicated to this topic. So you can count on for the next four episodes. We're going to be talking about mental health in a variety of ways. So I'm really excited about not only today's host, but also for the host that you all will hear. And we're really going to dig into the scene to make us, you know, that more aware, much more aware, much more conscious, and then just overall making sure we're our best in mental health self, making sure our mind is right. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about specifically mental health in the workplace and kind of what does that look like? You know, if you're anything like me, you know, there's been times where we've been hella stressed out at work, folks be tripping, workload be crazy, managers be acting up, bosses, superiors, and the list goes on and on. And then even when we think about times, you know, during like, you know, Corona and COVID and all of that stuff, you know, it just, it just adds on. So, you know, we really want to get into that. And speaking of, you know, I have a really dope, dope co-host today. She's, you know, really on the forefront of getting not only the awareness on, but actually taking that step further into the community. So let's get right into it. Erica Janine is from Cleveland, Ohio, originally, and is now residing in Maryland. She's the middle child of five sisters and no brothers, and is currently in college majoring in psychology after receiving her GED in 2017 after not being able to participate in graduation due to life's traumas. The same trauma that allowed her to find and build a nonprofit organization devoted to the enrichment and healing of one's mental health and internal existence. Think happy, live happy. 
This organization is based in the DMV area. Think Happy Live Happy provides resources to educational institutions, workplaces, prisons, refugees, and more that were derived from E3, a formula she created to be the guidance of programs and products of the organization. E3 is an abbreviation for educate, enrich, and elevate. Hey, Erica, what's up? Welcome to the show. How you doing? Hi, Matthew. So happy to be here. Thank you for that intro. Um, it's surreal having it read and hearing it, but I'm so happy to be here and <laughs> definitely grateful to have this in the midst of all this quarantine corona stuff. So let's get started. Let's let's educate the people. Absolutely, for sure. And, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, like I was saying in my beginning, this this is something that affects everyone. But before we get into talking about the meat and potatoes, you know, I'm going to ask you my question that I ask all of my hosts, and that is simply, Erica, how are you in human resource? So human resources for me, it definitely makes me think back to my the time period of my life where I worked all these jobs and I had all these jobs and human resources was a word that was you know constantly used I constantly heard it um but I know now from but I feel and know now from you know it's experiencing enlightenment human resources means a lot more than you know just paperwork and the laws and you know right. li liabilities so you know it means people human so um, where am I at? I am, I want to incorporate the wellness portion and the love portion of human resources. You know, your job should be an institution that loves you, take care of you, you know, and you, you just have that confidence in your institution. That's where I'm at with it. That's what I want to provide for anyone who sits on the board of Think Happy Live Happy or works with Think Happy Live Happy, you know. Um, human resources are human resource is our number one renewable resource. So I think we should definitely give it a little more love. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I couldn't really agree with you anymore. You know, it's it's one of those things, and I'm definitely going to be uh, covering this in my season three. But it's one of those things where we not only need to human humanize HR again. But also, we just need to humanize positions, period. You know, we're more than what our job title is. We are these human beings that, you know, have real emotions, have real mental states, and so on and so forth. So thinking about your organization, Think Happy, Live Happy. I like the name of it. It's really catchy. So kind of tell us more about, you know, how did you get started with this? Like, what was your inspiration? And tell the good people a little bit more about the organization so um to add or elaborate on what matthew has already told you guys um think happy live happy it are four words that i began to have to tell myself to get my day started um and ultimately that turned into so much more and it's so rewarding uh like matthew said about I'm from Cleveland. About four years ago, I moved to Maryland after, you know, just going down a path that wasn't very um, helpful to my future. And my sister came and got me, moved me to Maryland. You know, I got a change of environment, a change of scenery, a change of uh, my friends. 
you know, the people I hung around with actually was very lonely. And that lonesome allowed me to spend a lot of time with myself and, you know, heal a little bit and see what trauma I might have suffered from. And it allowed me to educate myself on things like, you know, um, my personality, the world around me, religion. Um, and with that education came an enlightenment because uh, I was moved by certain things that I was learning. And so I got really interested in business and uh, Think Happy Live Happy started. It's just like t-shirts, but I was like, you know what, this isn't really fueling. I don't really feel as rewarded as I did initially when I said, oh, I'm going to start a business. So I had to change something. And that's how we developed into a nonprofit organization because looking over the type of business structures, I was able to educate myself on what I wanted to do. And, you know, being in a nonprofit industry is what is close to my heart. Um, so now, currently, uh, present day, Think Happy, Live Happy, I'm currently rebranding, rebuilding the website, uh, relaunching. Um, I'm in a partnership with uh, the Seed School of Maryland, and currently I'm going to be providing them programs from Think Happy, Live Happy's uh, trauma outreach. And, you know, it's for high school students. It's a boarding school, and I'm, I'm really excited because this is the first time I get to go and I get to tell someone, you know, here's my solution, and, you know, here's how I would like to help. And um, that's where we are currently. Um, let me see. Think Happy Live Happy is my child. Um, people have kids. People have pets. People have hobbies. This is, this is it for me. Um, and to end, to close that, you know, without, without my mental health and my spiritual well-being and my growth, without me being in a true place of love and light, I wouldn't be able to manifest and bring Think Happy to Live Happy to Life, truly. So for me, it's, it's close to home because it's me I'm working on too, you know, while I'm educating myself to provide resources. So I'm just grateful that I've been chosen for this path and I'm doing my best to execute it every day. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'm glad that you kind of mentioned, you know, how it is like therapeutic for you. Like even when I think about not only the show, not only the uh, consulting business that I have, Honest Human Resources, you know, not only just even some of my day-to-day -day activities, it's one of those things where, you know, you, I, or anyone else that has, you know, a business or a foundation and whatnot, you know, yes, it's helping others, but in some parts, this is therapeutic. And especially, at least for me, just speaking about, you know, doing this podcast, like y'all that's been listening, you know, I've been Ooh, I've been hitting some topics and I can't wait to not only jump into season three, but it's just going to continue to raise the bar higher and higher. And it's one of those things where, you know, whether it's you yourself or me, it's, it's, it kind of reminds me of the intersectionality that we all go through in life. You know, there were points and times where I'm sure all of us were going down kind of the wrong path for sure, or, even at work, you know, for those who are at least in HR, you know, all of us, you know, got employees that do such and such, or were that an employee that got laid off or that got fired or whatever the case may be. And when I went to your, your website, you know, I like how, even though it's, you know, under construction at the moment, I do like how you kind of give snippets of what you all do, especially with the videos that you have posted up, you know, some of the photos of the different opportunities that you 
help the community with. So, you know, for those who aren't as familiar, you know, what are some of those kind of main things that not only you all have done previously, but that you want to get into for sure? Um, wait, first of all, gratitude for sending that traffic to my website. Um, you guys definitely go check it out right now. Just if you want to, you know, get an eye opener to me, thinkhappylivehappy.org. Um, definitely contact me with any questions or anything that may hear me speaking may manifest within you. Go ahead, reach out. But um, to answer your question, Matthew, I have, I am to be 100% transparent, but also answer in a way that makes sense. I am like, I learn as I go. And what that means, uh -huh. I want to speak to how, you know, we in our peer group, we talk about opportunity and we talk about preparation. And that's, that's my process. You know, I sit down and I work and I allow, I work out these thoughts. I work out my vision. I work out my ideas. I work out what what the universe gives me the genius ideas that I am even surprised that I come up with I sit down I work those out I research them I plan for them I answer the questions you know I look up the laws and the taxes that I need to file and I get uh -huh. I get everything in place so that by the time the opportunity comes to where that's where I am in my path I'm prepared for it and so right now that means creating programs and building a portfolio of what Think Happy Live Happy is and giving it an identity. That's where I am right now with, um, you know, what, what am I putting into it most? Also, on the website, you'll see videos from speaking engagements that I had the opportunity to do. I held a charity event at my last college and uh, I held another one at another institution. It, and it's, it's just about those programs are about me doing. I have learned that in the nonprofit industry, there's nowhere I can go where I'm not needed. And that's why it's such a blessing because you can go to a small city and you uh -huh. can go to a middle school or a high school or you can go to a hospital and you can bring something to them and it's it's appreciated. It, it, that's what I'm learning. Like I, I do plan to make, um, I definitely want to, partner with big name companies and you know do collaborations with big name colleges and I have plans and goals but I know that right now in present day that these small engagements and these other things that I'm doing they all matter um so I just try to prepare for any opportunity that comes along that's how my partnership with the C School of Maryland came that brought me to tears when I was asked to come and speak and present you know what E3 is and how it would benefit to those students. So are gonna come, I believe, definitely in this field of entrepreneurship. If you're truly passionate about it, the opportunities are there. Um, for me, I have, and I have to be grateful for that so that in the future, like I said, when I do plan to have those big name partnerships, um, I, can, I can be ready. But right now we're just partnering with smaller institutions and smaller communities and we, we're making a big impact in, in that way. So that's really where I am. And I'm always interested in speaking and sharing my truth and sharing my story with others. So that's how the opportunity for speaking engagements come up. Um, showcasing also is really good. I think when you're, on, when you're starting out, go showcase. You know, even, you know, you don't usually see a nonprofit organization at a vending event. I was asked to be a vendor 
and I don't, you know, I don't have a, I don't have a product ultimately. That's not the goal of, you know, organization. It's, it's community work. So when I was asked to come then, I just presented Think Happy, Live Happy as a feeling, you know, there were books, there were um, pictures and videos of my work. And I did bring a few t-shirts, but you know, I, I was, I feel like I had an impact on the audience because I, I made that effort and I wasn't like, oh, you know, that's not what I do. So then that's also where I'm at, just not turning anything down, um, just adapting and right. uh, building, building our, our identity right now. Okay. No, I, you know, I love it. I think, you know, it's one of those things where the more outreach and the more exposure you can get, you'll be good to go. And it just kind of reminds me just, you know, something that you said earlier, you know, kind of basing this organization as a result of some of those kind of things that either happen in your life, you know, whether outside of work, inside of work, you know, what are, what are some of those situations that, you know, really drove you to be motivated to to start this organization and how did you know some of those situations let's just say if they did happen at your workplace you know what kind of impact did they have on your mental you know mindset at that point and how did you kind of overcome that to get to this point to where you at today um I, I know I that was helpful. Of, that was helpful. I want it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you always got you have to breathe through it. I'm I'm learning to breathe through it. So let me process that. Bring up those feelings again. Because <laughs> oh, yeah, jobs nope. will definitely have you in your feelings. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, I have had more than one experience. So first, let me say this small fact about me. I got my first job when I was 15 years old at Wendy's. And I'm 22 today, and I can say that I've probably worked 13 to 17 jobs within that time frame of being 15, 22. Um, uh-huh. I have gotten jobs, lost jobs, quit jobs, uh, didn't care about jobs, didn't value jobs. You know, I was in a space to where it was like, this doesn't matter. It's, it's disposable. I'll just get another one. And then I got to a point where I started to lose myself because you know, I was hopping from all of these jobs. It was like, what are you doing? What is, what is your worth? You know? Um, and then it also got to a point where it was intolerable. I could not tolerate it anymore. So I had to do something else. And as I, as I matured over that time period of living in Maryland, getting some time with myself as I matured and as I got to know myself, I learned, okay, you are not meant to be what it is defined to be. If you are employed, it's just not, what you were prepared to do <laughs> but I also changed my mindset I began to think that but you do have to put some work in so um uh probably like my last year living in Hartford County I was working factory jobs and it was good money it was quick money but it was it wasn't it was too fast paced it was so unorganized they did not care about you um, we're not gonna speak on the companies I was working for, but they want you they wanted you to get in there and get out. And I had I had a situation with HR before where I don't remember the details of my actions that put me in this position, but I remember sitting in this woman's office and quitting that night. 
I didn't want to do it anymore. I was unhappy. Um, and I went home and I just, you know, I was like, you know what, you have to buckle down and not, you have to not play with this because if, if not, then this is going to be what it is. You, in order to make money, you have to work. So, um, I just start feeling that energy and that passion back into think happy, live happy. And it started to reward me. Um, but I've definitely, <laughs> I've had barbecue sauce thrown in my face and Wendy's. I've had. Oh no! Oh, that's not probably burn. Yeah. yeah, I was in high school. It was a long time ago. Um, right. It was a long time ago. I've had, you know, I've gotten, I've gotten injured before. I've had a lot of experiences with jobs because I am not a good employee. <laughs> I wasn't a good employee. I would be for like the first four or six months, but then I would get, I don't know, something would happen and it would just cut off. And I. Um, mm-hmm. I had to grow. I I grew out of that, and as I grew out of that, I adapted the mindset that I need to work in an environment that's rewarding, that's essential to my growth, that is uh, contributing to what I want to do. So you know, um, right now I'm working at a psych a psychology center, and it, it's 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 so it's a formula to all of this, which is the crazy part. So you know, guys who are listening. Once you figure out the formula to this job, this career, this college, all of this stuff that they give us, you know, there is a formula. You just have to reach a space of a space within yourself so that you can receive it. Um, and and that's that's where I'm at with jobs. You know, if I need a job, I will get a job. But I'm not going to get a job at a fast food place. I'm not going to get a job at a restaurant because I know I don't want to be there. So I, right. I've, that's where I've evolved to. Oh, no, and trust me, like, I feel like, I don't know, either it's either restaurant jobs or, like, retail jobs. I feel like that's, like, the first jobs for, like, a lot of people. Like, I'm even thinking, like, listening to you, you know, being at Wendy's, I'm I'm sure this was probably before they had that 444, because I'd be, I'd be, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was before. Um, right. <laughs> but, um, you know, my first job, shoot, I was at KFC. And let me tell you, over there, you know, in the back, frying chicken and, you know, our KFC at the time, this was when I was in North Carolina, but at our KFC at the time, it had a buffet. And the day that I dreaded the most going into that place was Sundays, because then you get all the church people and, you know, they be acting like, were you just praying a little while ago, probably? Now you're acting all crazy over because you can't get no livers and gizzards you know i'd be like come on now so yeah oh man that's definitely humble beginnings yeah absolutely and it's it's one of those things where you know i look back on all of the roles that i've done you know restaurant you know hr stuff non-hr stuff you know whatever it may be and it's it's one of those things where I kind of look at it as like puzzle pieces and like my own collage that I call my life. So, you know, definitely just thinking about some of those organizations, you know, it had me some, some, some kind of way, you know, especially in my head, you know, it, it, whether it's, you know, having a crappy manager or, you know, coworkers, you know, just, just, you know, not really working in your best interest or, you know, whatever the case may be, and just kind of thinking about not only your experiences, you know, I wanted to get your take on, you know, just when we talk about your sanity and your mental health overall, 
when someone's at a job or working wherever, you know, what are some of those warning signs that we can all kind of think about and be aware of when it's like, okay, things are going cool, whatever, but it's like, all right, now things are starting to change. Like, hold on, I'm starting to feel stressed out or whatever the case may be. What what are some of those warning signs you feel like we should be on the lookout for? Um, okay. First, I want to um, definitely open and say that small institutions, you know, like KFC and Wendy's, and I'm saying this on a nationwide uh, uh spectrum you know i'm not saying those individual institutions those individual restaurants that i worked at or the one you worked at i'm saying on a larger scale i think that those those level of businesses and companies they don't they don't care for hr hr isn't something that they use it's not something that they're you know they don't they they don't treat people well i don't think so definitely if you are working in that industry just be in a space to where you're open enough to see any warning signs and you're like oh wait this is not how i should be treated for you know you're giving me your time you're giving me your labor that is valuable it should be rewarded um sufficiently i think and in the best way another human can um so definitely i think that when you're working in those smaller places whether it be fast food gas stations you know bookstores uh um, you know colleges wherever you may be don't allow yourself to be mistreated um look up research the hr <laughs> rules for that institution but some warning signs that would might lead you there i think definitely would be you paying attention to your reactions during your encounters with your higher up you know pay attention to how they talk to you makes you feel pay attention to their responses be attentive being attentive will open the doors for you to to be able to be like oh this is the warning this is the warning sign i gotta go um i think another way to be open for warning signs or look for warning signs in addition to being attentive is also um i think when when your when your feelings get hurt you know people don't want people don't think that being vulnerable is a thing that they should do because they need that money but I guess that's how I was different, the mindset I had. I didn't feel like I needed the jobs, you know? Like if I was uncomfortable or I was, you know, in a space where I didn't want to be there, I would leave. So don't, don't force yourself to stay in something for money. Money is here. It is not going anywhere. It is obtainable in many right. different ways. So, There's you know, no like that, <laughs> Yeah, y'all can think that it's the shortest, but that's called the rat race and to get out of the rat race you definitely need to be able to have your eyes open to see warning signs um i think people settle for less more than they should uh, so definitely pay another warning sign would be just when your feelings are hurt that means that something is wrong um i think another warning sign might be the ones that aren't very loud or don't really give us a reaction but getting stuck you know if you have been in a job for you know two years, four or five years, what 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 have what have you done? What have you accomplished? Definitely, definitely take note. You know if you if you haven't made any progress and you don't feel like you're, not even if you feel like, whether it be just fact. You know if you were a company for five years, you haven't had a promotion, you haven't had a raise, you haven't had any growth mentally. 
what are you doing? What are you doing there? Right. Um, and, and you and you got to say that for the people in the back, like in my head, remind <laughs> me of yeah, that. Like, like me, I, I, oh I, no, I, baby, what is you doing? Yeah, that's something that I also learned being in those small companies. There were people that worked at Dollar Tree for 15, 20 years. There were people that I met that worked in Wendy's for eight years or 10 years, just nothing. And it was like, oh, you know, I've been here for 10 years. And when I was, when I, this is when I was 15 and 16, and I'm just like, what? You've been here for how long? Why? You know, I don't like why could why would you not devote 18 years to something else? And I think that in the black community, we definitely need to educate ourselves on what is out there because we are talented as hell. Um, I meet a lot of my peers who just have great ideas and they just have so they're they drive. It's it's great. And I feel like everybody should attempt to tap into that or surround themselves with people who are um sorry i kind of ventured off but <laughs> that just definitely if i had yeah. if i would if i were in the spaces that i'm in now when i was 15 and 16 or i even knew people who were you know my life would have went a lot different so um you know just just know your worth when it comes to this this job stuff and this human resources stuff human resources is there it's real allow human resources to open up the door for you to have a voice you know for you to have an opinion don't let anybody trample over you. And I say that from the most loving space that I can say that from. Now, I'm not saying that you should go and act crazy and just use HR as a reason, but it's there when things get crazy because things get crazy in the work field. Things may not get crazy for those who are like, all right, I'm about to give this job 25 years of my life so I can retire. I, I don't have that. I don't have that. I don't have that mindset. I do not have the mindset of someone who wants to retire. I do not have the mindset of someone who wants to get a tenure at an institution. I don't have the mindset of someone who wants to live off of a pension from the government. Not to say that I haven't received government assistance, but I'm saying on a, on a larger scale, <laughs> I'm saying on a larger scale, you know, I don't think like that. And it's nothing wrong with that thinking, but I just, I, I've, I've seen better. You know what I'm saying? I felt better and right. I want better. So, you know, I'm going to create that for myself. But um, definitely, like I said, HR opened doors for us to have a voice in the work field. And on the corporate level, for the institutions that I'm going to interview for, like Morgan Stanley um, and organizations that I've gone and worked closely with, I've learned that the people are treated differently because the magnitude of work is different. But I don't think I had to, I had to learn that, you know, it doesn't matter the magnitude of work that's being done. People should be treated like people. They're not disposable. You know, they're human beings and um, HR should be better in that aspect. Like you said, humanizing it. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, you know, now just kind of how things, you know, typically run in organizations. I'm being real general on purpose, but it's one of those things where, you know, even us inside of HR, you know, we got to realize we're not just uh, paper, paper pushers or we're not just the work police or, you know, any one of that. You know, we, we all have our individual signatures for sure. And just to add on to another thing that you said, you know, yes, we're, we're here when shit hits the sand or anything like that. But it's one of those things where, you know, we can be preventative as well. You know, especially when we talk about, and you were essentially 
hitting at um, employee relations, you know, when you are having those kind of crappy interactions with the boss or a coworker or a contractor or whatever the case may be, you know, we, you know, we should be here, you know, to navigate and help our employer workforce with that. You know, they're, they're our customers, they're our clients. So, you know, we, we definitely owe them that to provide that kind of service. And it reminds me of even kind of in more, I guess, extreme cases. I know this has changed our normal a little bit, but, you know, when we think about, you know, those years ago or a while back when it sounds like, you know, we were getting shootings in the workplace every other week or every other month. And when we talk mm-hmm. about more violent outbursts with folks, you know, that are out at work, you know, and arguably not only what their mental state is, but also what were some of those warning signs. And as coworkers, you know, we, we live in a space, and I'm talking about work here, we live in a space where, you know, we've kind of been brainwashed to be like, you know, it's business, not personal. It's business, not personal. It's business, uh, not personal. And it's one of those things where, you know, especially in not only some of those examples in the past, but even examples in today where, like, you know, not everybody a can handle, you know, a crappy termination or, you know, not everybody can, you know, get fired over Zoom, like I've heard about some companies, or get fired over email or, you know, not be recognized for their work for the last few years and then the uh, company just takes their intellectual property you know not everybody can handle that so how how can we really be more of a not only the advocate but also how can we be more like a brother's keeper in the sense of really kind of identifying appropriately you know when when folks are maybe kind of on the edge of you know, really doing something, you know, violent or definitely not out of the norm. What what do you feel about that? Man, um, (laughs) my first initial feeling hearing you speak on shootings in the workplace is like, what would drive someone to do that? You know, um, what would drive you to go and do that? And I'm not saying that from a space of not understanding what could drive someone to do that. I definitely know that there are emotions and that's what I was going to, that's basically what I'm going to bounce back on. People are very emotional when it comes to this work stuff because they aren't educating themselves on HR. They aren't reading the contract. They aren't reading. They're just like, oh, you know, I need a job or, you know, they don't care. So when the time comes and the company disposes of them or shows them that they are not a value, that emotion comes back up. That, that, that emotion is like, oh, you know, this how you going to do me? Oh, okay, well, this is what I got for you. And I think that is what might drive someone to that space of to do something so horrible. You know, there's 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 growth in a lot of what you were explaining. Um, yeah. And I think that there's levels to growth. So people have to have certain experiences. You know, maybe educating yourself on the story about somebody shooting in their workspace is like, wow, let me make sure I never get like that. So, um, right. Miss, I, uh, I just I, no. Sorry to come uh, in and you know jump no, in. No, no, go ahead, please, please. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like you know, aside from the actual like termination itself, 
10 times out of 10, this thing has been more of an avalanche. And sometimes it makes me even think, you know, when I think about myself, people that I interact with, things about that nature, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, always mindful on how you treat folks, you know, always making sure that, you know, you're not the jerk (laughs) or the douche at work. You know, you never want to be that person because, you know, folks will, folks will have a poker face on until it's time to take it off. And I'm even thinking about some of the workplace shootings where, to me, it's a little bit more savage, but where, you know, they, you know, have the termination, you know, they get escorted out of whatever building, whatever the case may be. And then the person goes home or wherever, gets their weapons, and then comes back to work. And it even kind of reminds me of also, I think um, this happened out here. For those who know already, I live in the Bay Area, but it kind of reminds me of the whole YouTube thing that went down where the lady, you know, was an employee, went somewhere, came back, and, you know, was letting it rip. So it's it's one of those things where, you know, yes, Yes, we can say, hey, it's business, not personal, but some of this stuff, you know, it can be personal, and it is personal. We just hide yeah, behind you the guy to be in business. I'm, I'm sorry, but, like, as you're speaking, I'm just thinking of how, you know, Marv, like, that's that's when I, when I speak to people giving 20 years of their life to something, and then at the end is when you feel like it hasn't been rewarded um sufficiently you know that's probably i i don't i'm not really that i'm not really familiar with you know stories about what has happened what has happened in like terms of shootings in the workplace like i can't even believe (laughs) that um so i definitely think that that's what might trigger that somebody giving their life somebody giving a decade of their life or even five years of their life to a company and then feeling like they're not that's what that is what I could see happening you know you just you have that feeling your stomach drops and you're like wow I wasted all this time I gotta kill them now so I mean I hope that I hope that people know that that should never be the end result it's never it's never that bad because then the after that is jail what did you think was gonna happen so right um, jail or yeah that yeah, people absolutely. Value I'm sorry, their go lives. ahead. People should just better value their lives. No, that's just what I wanted to end with. Like, value yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's one of those things where, you know, luckily there hasn't, you know, at least that I know of, there hasn't been any crazy situations like that. I'm sure Corona's taken over everything in its own special way. But, you know, even just thinking about, being more preventative and what are some of those things that either you wish you would have seen or some best practices that you have seen when we talk about, you know, just trying to incorporate some of this awareness, some of this kind of like mental health things in training in the workplace. And, you know, I'm thinking in particularly, you know, how do we go about um, delivering or having more healthy communication and also making the workplace a safe space. So, you know, if you if you had it your way, you know, I know you got your org and everything, but even within your org, how are you promoting healthy communication and 
you know, are you doing like any kind of mental check-ins or, you know, how are you making that environment as cool for your employees or people that work with you, your volunteers mm-hmm. as possible? Um, so for, for that, I definitely um, will speak to my bylaws. Right now, Think Happy Live Happy is, it's in a startup phase, you know, and in the nonprofit industry, when you're starting up, it is very slow. I don't know, I, from my research and for what I've learned that the, their organizations you have to build. And right now I'm building bylaws that incorporate mindfulness, that incorporate love, that incorporate um, honesty and transparency. Um, and I also wanna stress that in my organization, for my team or from and for my board and for the people who are going to be essential to think happy live happy they have to be educated and that will prevent so much self-education is definitely a value i hold dear when i speak to things like hr and i speak to things like people working for me um and people taking me seriously in that aspect because when a person respects you to a certain degree and when you know that they're when you know that they know that they're educated on, you know, terms and conditions, they're educated on laws, they're educated on, um, you know, SWOT analysis, simple things like that. Uh, Just like, it 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 comes with it, you know, you won't have to stress it. And that's where I'm at with HR, you know, writing my bylaws that value self-education, that value making making this process making that upper level process of hr a simple process if it comes down to it because it's we are essentially people who understand each other we respect each other um and i also now in the beginning stages i'm also learning that like uh people don't take me seriously um they might for a certain amount of time but if when i get to have a serious conversation you know, I felt that I have been not taking serious as I wanted to be. And that also is teaching me a lot about building a board and building a team. It's just being mindful of who I'm bringing on because the intention may be wrong or that respect level of respect may not be willing to get there. And, you know, and you have to, unfortunately, like you, you, you have to do what's best for your organization, you know, especially in the startup phases. So I'm still learning, but I do also try to incorporate mental health in a way that um, if your team knows that like, okay, if you have, if you suffer from mental illness, tell me so that we can cater to that, you know? Um, I think that is another important key is like being upfront about what may be wrong with you or what may be your triggers in the workplace. Um, being vulnerable with your organization that you work for, institution that you work for, especially if you work for big name companies, you know, like mm-hmm. big organizations and big institutions, they they will take care of you because they're already established. They're already at a certain level to where they're not going to play any games. Um, so just, so definitely be aware that mindfulness also is very important. Be mindful of how you talk to people in the workplace. Be mindful of how you show up for people. You know, be mindful of what you ask of people. Um, Be mindful of what you give. Um, Be mindful of how you receive things. 
it, it all matters because that's where you spend a lot of your time, you know? Like if, I mean, I'm sure if you were living on an island secluded in the, in the gorgeous jungle or the gorgeous waters, you would feel different and you'd be able to put your time to the thing that you love, but be, you're not, you're at work, you have a job and at least be mindful of what you're doing while you're there, you know, so that you can get to that island. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's, you know, sometimes it's, I enjoy, at least for me, sometimes it's more about enjoying the uh, journey versus the destination. And, you know, just thinking about our conversation that we've had thus far, you know, we, we covered a lot, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, hopefully our listeners, you know, learn a little bit more and have learned a little bit more about think happy, live happy. I always love adding a personal touch to my episodes. You know, we, we definitely went from, you know, violence in the workplace all the way to preventative measures. So, you know, Erica, this has been a pretty dope episode. And before I take too much of your day or I make this episode too long, I got to ask you and I got to have you to tell the people, where can they find you? How can they connect with you? How can they continue the conversation with you? Um, you can definitely first uh, follow me on Instagram. T-H-L-H-I-N-C is the Instagram for Think Happy, Live Happy. Check out the website. You can email the organization from there. You can email me from Instagram. Um, you can email Matthew. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> email just, me just, yeah you can do do whatever you feel is necessary to get to me um it's crazy you ask me that as I'm thinking about it, I'm like oh why would somebody want to reach out to me but definitely if you want to see what we're up to go check us out on Instagram um check me LinkedIn I don't know how many people give their LinkedIn and podcast interviews but my LinkedIn is Erica King or you can do think happy live happy but um yeah I'm I'm glad we got to have this conversation it reminded me of all my growth and the growth that I still have to do. And like I said, gratitude to you, gratitude to human resource podcast. Um, this is, this was really dope. Um, and I'm have grateful to have gotten the opportunity to do so. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I enjoyed having you on and I'm glad that we had a chance to get together and collaborate. So no, I'm rooting for you your success, my listeners, I want to see y'all win. I know I say this over and over again, but for those who may be listening to the show for the first time, feel free to reach out and connect. When in doubt, Honest Human Resources on all major platforms, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, IG, you can't go wrong. If you have any questions, comments, want more information about this topic, think happy, live happy, anything like that, don't hesitate. Feel free to send me an email at honesthumanresourcespodcast at gmail.com. And before we get out of here, Erica, tell my listeners bye. Bye, everybody. Happy quarantining. Right. <laughs> All right, y'all. Until <laughs> bye, Matthew. Week, Thank you so much for having me. No worries. And until next week, y'all, come back, listen to us. We got a lot more conversation to have about this mental health because we know health is wealth so until next week i'll talk to y'all then all right bye